Welcome everybody from all around the world. Welcome to this podcast, Escaping the Entanglements of Our Lives. You got yours, and I've got mine. I'm your host, I'm Dolphus Q. I'm the originator and the creator of this podcast. Now, our lives, yours and mine, are easily entangled with things both real and imaginary. These entanglements, they may be benign or they may be malignant, but these entanglements have an effect upon us. And in many of us, the effects is a lifelong. Something can happen in childhood. Something get entangled within that mind in childhood. And it stays with us for the rest of our lives. Now, some of these entanglements are unnecessary. Some of these entanglements are absolutely necessary. And some of these entanglements simply are not. And I think we would be better off without those entanglements. Now, I've had my share, and you've got your share, and I'm not here to judge. I'm here to read and write my book before your very ears. This is my way of dealing with what I consider the major entanglement of my life. Now, if you're following this podcast, and I hope you are, I would love to hear from you. Love to know how you are dealing with the entanglements of your life. And maybe you aren't bothered about such things <laughs> at all. And if you aren't bothered by such things, so so much to better. Uh, now I can be reached at dolphusq at yahoo.com or qdolphus at gmail.com and I hope you are listening. Uh, but the truth is, even if you were not listening, this project, the completion of this project, will set me free from this. these uh, entanglements. Now, I maintain the, the most simplest way to escape our entanglements is to do like Buddha. Go sit under <laughs> a yum, yum tree. You'll be surprised what such moments, what such pause can do for you. But, as the walrus said, the time has come. Yes, people all around the world, the time has come for the reading of the word episode 23
chapter 23. Facing the red lights. It didn't take long to reach the service station. Willie James curved off the main highway and onto the asphalt lot that surrounded the service station. Floyd, from his chair in the office, craned his neck to see. Willie James drove slowly to one of the pumps. He stopped and switched off the engine. Floyd rose from his chair. He recognized Jimmy and walked over to the passenger side where Jimmy sat. Is this the one with the bad fuel pump? Jimmy nodded and said that it was. How you know it's the fuel pump? Floyd asked with his eyes on both Willie James and Jimmy. Did anyone crawl under and take a look? Neither responded. What year Ford is this? It's a 56, answered Willie James. Floyd stepped back and changed his perspective of the Crown Victoria as his eyes looked from end to end. She looks pretty good for a 56. Got a few dents and signs of wear, but that engine sounds close to brand new. Willie James said he wanted to get the fuel pump checked. Floyd told Willie James if he wanted him to look at the fuel pump, he would have to pull over to the garage. He pointed to a rolled-up door made of steel. It was down. Floyd went to the chain that rolled the door up. He directed Willie James into the garage. He waved him to a stop. Floyd went to the toolbox and began to dig for tools. Jimmy looked at Willie James and expressed what was inside of his mind, caught like a fish bone in his throat. Man, I sure hope he can fix that tail light. Well, I hope he can fix that fuel pump, said Willie James. With that leaky ass pump, Memphis may as well be a million miles away. It's going to take plenty of gas and a pile of money for us to get there. The thought of more robberies ran rapidly within Jimmy's mind. I'm just jumpy from that radio dispatch. Willie James turned to Jimmy and smiled warmly. His teeth appeared pearly white except for the golden crown with the star in the center. But on the other hand, if he can fix that tail light, we can get back on I-75. Jimmy swallowed a gulp of air and looked at Willie James as if he had went mad. Back on I-75, Jimmy screamed. Man, that's madness. I-75 is crawling with cops. I told you what I heard on that dispatch. Willie James laughed as he looked at Jimmy's frightened face. Jimmy, 
eyes look confused as if they fail to see the humor and the seriousness of their situation. The police were on the lookout for a car with a missing tail light, which was exactly the car they were going to be stopping. But don't you see? We fixed that tail light and we are home free. We become inconspicuous with nothing suspicious about us. Plus, service stations will be open all the way to Memphis. He laughed like a fox, then added, and we won't have to worry about money or gas. Floyd walked over to the car with a flashlight in his hand as Jimmy digested what he had just heard. Floyd opened the hood and directed beam of the flashlight where he wanted it to shine. Then he turned his attention elsewhere in the garage. He went to a wall laden with tools. He lifted one from his hook and dropped a creeper on to the floor. Then he laid on his back and crept under the car. He directed the beam from the flashlight. Finally, he crept from beneath the car. He stood with a slight smile. Ain't nothing wrong with that fuel pump. Just need to tighten the clamps on the lines. When those lines were tightened to Floyd's satisfaction, he asked Willie James to press on the accelerator pedal and hold it there while he directed the beam of light. After a thorough inspection, Floyd turned off the flashlight and slammed the hood. He spoke to Willie James. She's straighter than a brick mason's screen. She ain't leaking a drop. Willie James and Jimmy smiled at each other. Jimmy reminded Willie James about the missing tail light. He called out to Floyd as he started out the door. Check the lights. I think one of them is out. Floyd walked back to Willie James seated at the stern wheel. You said, check the tail lights. Yeah, one is out. Floyd went to the rear of the Ford and asked Willie to switch on the tail lights. Are you sure the tail light is out? Jimmy leaned forward and spoke quickly. Yes, sir, the one on the driver's side. Well, both tail lights are on now. Floyd checked all the lights. He yelled that the signal lights be turned on. First the left, then the right. Then that the foot brake pedal be pressed to the floor. He stood and watched as Willie James complied. Then for a moment, he took off his cap and scratched his head. Finally, he walked over to the driver's window and bent forward with both hands capped over his knees. Well, both tail lights are on, but you don't have any brake lights. The left front turn signal doesn't blink. I suspect there is a problem in the wiring. Can you fix it? 
Jimmy spat out the words with desperation in every syllable. Floyd's face was fixed with an expression that expressed hopelessness. Well, you must count me out on this one. When it comes to wiring, I don't know much. But I'd say a raw wire is touching uh, a piece of metal or uh, another wire. That's what's causing the tail light to short out. But I don't know enough about wiring to chase down or short. But if you want to wait until the morning, maybe the mechanic can fix it. There was a moment of silence, like a harsh verdict had been delivered. The moment demanded a decision, but neither Jimmy nor Willie James were forthcoming. Floyd abruptly uncapped his knees and stood upright as if something strange had stashed his attention. He turned his head in the direction of the highway. Jimmy looked in the same direction. He saw blue flashing lights on top of a series of patrol cars that seemed shot from a cannon, like fiery cannonballs. Through the darkness, the cars flashed past the station and continued south on 19. They're flying like jets, Floyd declared with astonishment. But ain't it queer? The sirens weren't on. Something big must be happening up that road. Jimmy felt his stomach collapse as beads of sweat popped up on his forehead. Willie James looked slightly uneasy as he grinned. Well, let's skip the taillights. Just fill her up. Willie James <clears throat> backed the car from the garage at the direction of Floyd. Once the car was out of the garage, Willie James shifted from reverse and hurried to one of the pumps. Floyd knew the price of the gasoline, $13.23, but he had to figure out the other charges. He gazed up at the fluorescent light bulbs as he figured. Hmm, let me see. Here's two $20 bills. Will that cover it? Willie James asked as he extended the two $20 bills. Yes, but what about the chain? You keep it. Thanks for your help. Willie James pulled away from the pump. Floyd watched as the two red tail lights disappeared into the darkness. Highway 19 wasn't a major thoroughfare, but it supported a steady stream of traffic which flowed in both directions. Jimmy watched the traffic coming towards them on the left, as well as the traffic coming up behind them on the right. The onslaught of headlights illuminated the darkness and eliminated the need of high-beam headlights. Willie James drove like a madman on a mission. The Crown Victoria zoomed past everything on four wheels. The dark highway made 
a continuous series of twists and turns as the Crown Victoria shot past one vehicle after another. Jimmy swarmed like a worm on a hook. His whole body shook, his feet, his knees, his hands, his shoulders, his necks, even his lips. He was in a flux of involuntary movements. Willie James threw an irritated glance at Jimmy. He tightened his grip on the steering wheel. Say, dog, relax, man. What's eating you? You're creating bad vibes. I can't help it, cried Jimmy in a jumbled tone of confusion. Something keeps telling me that tail light is out and we're going to get stopped. You heard the dispatch. The car they are looking for has a missing tail light. Take a look back there. How many tail light do you see? Jimmy twisted his head back and craned his neck for the best view through the rear view window. He saw two tail lights glowing red, but he thought one looked brighter than the other one. Jimmy lowered his head and shook it hopelessly. They're both on now, but I can't be 100% sure. But I'm sure when I looked back there before, only one tail light was on. I don't know what to think. Maybe I'm going crazy. Maybe my eyes are playing tricks on me. Suddenly, Willie James pulled off the highway and onto the grassy shoulder and slid to a stop. He glared over at Jimmy. He told him to get out. His words were like a slap across the cheek of a hysterical woman. Jimmy was completely speechless. He stared at Willie James in the darkness and saw only the whiteness of his eyes. He held out his hand like a beggar seeking a crumb of substance. You heard me, Willie James snapped. Get your scary ass out. Jimmy heard the ring of silence in his ears. It was cold and harsh as the wind on the north side of Chicago. Jimmy gripped the handle of the door and pulled up on it to release the lock. And he pushed the door open. Now go check those damn taillights. Check them good. A cool breeze blew gently in the dark. The cool air splashed against Jimmy's skin. It snapped him to his senses. Jimmy went obedient to the rear of the Crown Victoria. He froze like a snowman. His fears were unfounded. Both taillights glowed, each perfectly red. Jimmy's eyes looked hypnotized, glued to the red taillights until a mighty gust of air zoomed past, shaking the ground under his feet. It was caused by a tractor trailer, hauling a 50-foot trailer. The swoosh of air snapped Jimmy back to his senses. He took a good gulp of fresh air and slowly lifted his eyes towards the sky. The night sky was going over his head with blackness and 
tiny points of endless lights. A single thought threaded throughout the confusion that clouded Jimmy's mind. I don't know what will happen next. It's all in God's hands now. Jimmy walked back to the front of the Crown Victoria like he waved a white flag. He returned to the seat on the passenger side of the Crown Victoria and slammed the door. Here, hit this. Willie James held his hand out and between his fingers. Smoking like a peace pipe, Jimmy saw a joint of Gainesville Green. Jimmy Tucker dragged then passed the joint back to Willie James, recalling Leon's drag warning. Willie James didn't say anything about the taillights, but soon after the interlude, they reached the junction with Georgia State Road 84. The dog junction was aglow with bright lights, a collection of billboards and neon signs stood tall all around the junction. The collection stood like old wise men who told what to expect there, food, lodging, and gas, and what to expect in the miles ahead. They proclaimed the mileage to the Alabama state line and the closeness to I-75, they pointed out 84 was a truck route and it ran east and west. Willie James headed west. Shouldn't we be headed east? Asked Jimmy. What you said back there made a lot of sense. I know, but I suddenly had a gut feeling said Willie James, to get out of Georgia as fast as I can. But what you said back there still makes sense, said Jimmy, who spoke with newfound wisdom. We know what to expect on our 75. We have no worries, neither gasoline nor money. And now since we know both taillights are shining like a star spring or banner, we are home free, perfectly safe all the way to Memphis. Willie James chuckled and glanced over at Jimmy. Dog, when it comes to crime, only God is perfectly safe. But relax, everything is under control. Jimmy didn't reply. He scratched his legs as far as they would reach. And, un and locked his fingers behind his head and cradled the pair against the top of the rear seat. Jimmy was under the influence of Gainesville Green. He felt like he had the world on a screen that was wrapped around all his fingers. Jimmy focused his eyes on the broken white lines dividing the highway into lanes. His thoughts bounced like a red rubber ball from one wall to another wall, and every thought was filtered through a cloud of Gainesville green. Jimmy's mind floated like a cloud of smoke. 
He's threatened. They saw no evil intent in all that had happened to him. Yes, some less than desirable things had occurred, but taken as a whole, the intention behind those occurrences was that intention evil. It was like flipping a coin. The intention is a resolution without malice. And if the results are desirable or undesirable, either way, everything that occurred to those that love God is good. good. Or maybe everything is good to them that God loves. Jimmy wasn't sure which way the line went. But under the influence of Gainesville Green, it made sense as Jimmy waxed poetically and peacefully upon the desirable side of happenstance until the Crown Victoria hit an unexpected rut in the road. Jimmy was jolted from the heavy thoughts that had occupied his mind. His eyes scratched like all was new. The traffic had died down to an occasional truck passing in the opposite direction. And beyond that, the highway had become a valley of dark shadows that demanded high beam headlights to light the way. Time had lapsed without his awareness. Jimmy peered ahead. What time is it? We on the same highway? Willie James laughed and said it was after midnight that most folks were home asleep, except for truck drivers and folks on the run like them. <laughs> Jimmy laughed and wondered out loud, was it possible to sleep with your eyes wide open? Willie James didn't know. Jimmy turned his eyes to the broken white lines that divided the lanes of the highway. The longer he watched, the heavier his eyelids became. Jimmy fought to keep his eyelids up. But his vision narrowed to splits, slits, and soon his eyelids closed completely. <laughs> and thus, we have come to the end of our episode. We ask you to join us again next week for another reading, another <laughs> wonderful experience escaping the entanglements of our lives. So long, everybody. <laughs>